Hello and welcome to Movie Thoughts. I'm your host, Dominic Tartamella, and welcome back to another fun and exciting episode of the podcast. If this is the first time you're listening, check out the other episodes. Get a gist of what the show is about, because it's me talking about movies and thinking about movies and regurgitating the same bullshit about movies all the time. Uh, Today is New Year's Eve. I'm recording this on New Year's Eve. This is Kind of, it's definitely going to be the last podcast of 2022. Woo, party! Full disclosure, I've been sick as a dog. I can't really drink tonight. I'm going to try not to. It's going to, there's going to be like a magnet pulling me into the booze, but I'm going to try not to. Okay, but this is the last podcast of the uh, year, although I may drop it tomorrow so i'm like in a time uh vortex right now because although i'm recording it right now this episode may drop tomorrow on sunday and then it'll be 2023 so molly what are we gonna do ah all right anyway so uh what are we talking about today we're talking about no other way to end the new year uh than than talking about two completely polar opposite different movies and talking about them in the same episode, uh, and talking a little bit about box office movies, what's going on. So we're going to be talking about today, Puss in Boots, and not just any Puss in Boots, the second Puss in Boots film, um, that is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Um, I don't know what that title implies, other than the plot of the movie, which I'm not going to spoil Puss in Boots for you, because I don't like to spoil any movies for you, but... Uh, it's kind of, you know, is this the final Puss in Boots? No, it's not the final Puss in Boots. First of all, Puss in Boots is making a nice amount of money. It currently sits at number two, right under Avatar, which is expected. You know, there's not a lot of other stuff out. Uh, I doubt families with little kids are going to take them to see Avatar, unless these little kids are dying to see it. But Puss in Boots, I saw this film. <laughs> How many times can I say Puss in Boots? I'll drink to that, and I'm drinking tea, for the record. <laughs> So I saw Puss in Boots uh, a few nights ago with uh, my fiance. I knew it was right up her alley. I, I, I always drag her to see a ton of movies. So I said, you know what? Let's go see Puss in Boots. I know you want to see Puss in Boots. And I didn't, I've never seen the first Puss in Boots. Um, but I, I've seen the Shreks. You know, I know who the character is. And I got the gist of the story without seeing it. But listen, family fun. A good like hour and a half, hour and forty minute movie. There's not a lot to delve into with Puss in Boots. Are you gonna laugh? Yes, you're gonna laugh. There's good humor. You got Antonio Banderas in there as the titular character. You have Selma Hayek as a cat. Uh, Florence Pugh is Goldilocks. Uh, a bunch of people. John Mulaney. Funny movie. We laughed. We cried. There's the emotion in there, and uh, it's funny because. There was a like Puss in Boots show as well recently, and I, I don't know. I don't know what, what that, I mean. I, I thought it's funny that they would return to the big screen. I didn't think they would return to the big screen, but it is funny that we got a Puss in Boots film before we got another Shrek movie. I thought that was interesting, and there is a little bit of a tease at the end of this film to get into the uh, Shrek slash Puss in Boots cinematic universe that... uh there's going to be another Shrek because, spoiler alert, he starts heading to, like, 
what the hell is it? The faraway land, far, far away, and you hear the Shrek theme, and he's coming. That big green fuck is coming. Fun fact, Chris Farley originally was the voice of Shrek before he passed away, and he recorded a majority of his dialogue. But uh, then he passed away, unfortunately. Comedy icon. And Mike Myers took over. I think they reworked the script a bit. But you could actually listen to the uh, sound bites and little recordings of some animation tests out there if you're interested in seeing that, getting a taste of what Chris Farley's Shrek would have been. But yeah, Puss in Boots, fun movie. You know, you need movies like this. You need movies, especially this time of year. Good movie. Go with the uh, kids. Go with the family. Like I said, Antonio Banderas and Sam Hayek. Doesn't get much better than that, having those two in there. Uh, you know, take them out of Desperado, uh, the Robert Rodriguez film, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and put them in this. And they have the same dynamic. They got that chemistry. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. Is it going to change your life? No. Uh, but it is doing good, as I said, box office-wise. Uh, movies that aren't doing good, unfortunately. Babylon. Babylon, Babylon, Babylon. Fucking uh, Damien Chazelle's new film, which I did like. Uh, and the more I sit on it and think about it, I really did like a lot. And I kind of want to watch it again. I don't know if I'm going to drag my ass to the theater again because it is three hours and ten minutes. Um, but I did enjoy this film. Unfortunately, it's not really making any money. Um, I mean, it's 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 sad with this because I think it made like in four days it made like uh, maybe a little over four million, almost five million dollars. And for its budget and what they anticipated, like it, it's unfortunate when stuff like this happens because you got to realize that this when this an original movie comes out and does not make money, it only hurts the products that we're getting later on in theater, right? We're not going to get more original stories. We're going to get more of the same. We're going to get another superhero movie. We're going to get, and like, I, I like superhero movies. I'm not saying that, but it's just the point. You're going to get less uh, films that are, special, you know, little unique films. You're not going to get those because they're not making money or studios aren't going to take a chance on those films. And especially like Damien Chazelle, he's coming off uh, La La Land. He's coming off Whiplash. Obviously, he did First Man. I don't know how that did box office wise, but this guy's an Oscar uh, winning director. He's got a name. The movie's filled with people with names, right? Especially Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. And it just goes to show you that, like, it's in this now, in this new day and age, it's not really making a difference um, with the stars, you know? The the star, I guess, I, guess, I don't want to say, like, Brad, Brad, Brad Pitt's still a moneymaker. Some people online are fucking, they want to go and blame it on, like, Margot Robbie. I saw some narrative like that, which is complete a complete crock of shit. I mean, she recently had... Amsterdam, which is unfortunately Christian Bale and another flop, which yet again, Christian Bale's in there, uh, John David Washington's in there, and the the star power alone you think would get the asses into the seats, but like this film, it didn't, and I don't think it's, listen, it's just a, every every actor, actress has a, a little slump period, they have some hits, they have some misses, she's going to be in Barbie, Barbie's going to fucking make money. There's no way that Barbie is not going to make money. Everybody's going to go see Barbie wearing pink suits and roller skates, neon colored roller skates. 
every kid, adult, I'm going to go see Barbie. Everybody's going to fucking see it. So I'm sure that will make money. So let's not be so fast to say that she's box office poison or what. She's a great actress. And she's really, really good in that fucking movie, Babylon. And I know it's a tough sell. I know like an uh, a normal um, moviegoer, a regular moviegoer, isn't going to run out to go see a three-hour and ten-minute three movie about the silent film era and its transition to the sound pictures. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't sound appealing to a normal uh, person. You know, if you're a movie fan, if you're into that, if you're into, you know, directors and you know Damien Chazelle, then it becomes more appealing. You like Brad Pitt, you like Margot Robbie. Movie fans, that's, that's what this movie's made for. Uh, we'll see what happens in award season. I can see it getting nominated for some stuff. As far as Oscars, best picture, maybe screenplay, definitely music, um, because Justin Hurwitz does another great fucking score for one of Damien Chazelle's movies. So, unfortunately, this movie didn't make fucking money. Um, sucks, but is what it is. It happens sometimes. Maybe more people. I just hate when like a movie like this comes out, nobody sees it, and then like you get like hot fucking garbage movies. That just make money. And unfortunately, and then their franchises, and they fucking, I'm not going to name any movies in particular, but it happens where, you know, these movies get kind of swept under the rug and forgotten, and you got to co-find them. But uh, yeah, Avatar, on the other hand, is uh, is doing great. I see it's like $1.15 billion, I think. And I know there's some things about, it's got to make $2 billion to break even. I don't know how true any of that shit was. I heard it too. I know James Cameron said it, but I don't know if it was kind of like exaggeration. I don't know what it is, but this movie's making a lot of fucking money. And the point is that I think it will get to $2 billion. Uh, I don't know how long it'll take, but it's, listen, it's getting closer. I think it's still that time too where people don't have a chance to see it. You know, I just, curi- out of curiosity, I go... Sometimes on like the AMC app or the other theaters, Alamo and Regal, and I just look how like how how the theaters are selling uh, for some movies. You know how movies doing. If you see one seat, I mean Avatar has been pretty consistently packed in the theaters around me, from what I see. So it's it's going, it's climbing the ladder. Never the fucking point. The moral of the story, though. I think we were all curious. I was very curious to see how this movie was going to do, but I think the point is you never doubt fucking James Cameron. Because this movie, realistically, this fucking sequel came out, the the original came out 13 years ago. Uh, You know, people, for the most part, were like, ah, Avatar. I even doubted it at times. You know, I was kind of like, all right, do we, with the sequels, is it coming, is it not coming? But, like, don't ever doubt fucking James Cameron. Because this fucking guy's just, he touches gold. He's got the Midas touch or some shit. I don't know what it is. He sold his soul to the devil. I don't know what he does, but his movies fucking make money. He could do a movie about something and it just makes just makes money. Just makes crazy money. So never doubt him. Because that movie's climbing the ladder. And I, I liked it a lot. I liked Avatar 2 a lot. Now, speaking of sequels. Speaking of sequels. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the uh, the next film here. Um, Terrifier 2. I'm just going to jump right out with So Terrifier 2 is a horror movie. It's a sequel to... Uh, the original Terrifier, which is from 2016, which is an independent horror film directed by uh, Damien Leone. And, uh, yeah, so let's get into this movie. This movie made a lot of money um, for its budget. 
recently when it was in theaters. It was in very limited theaters. I think it was through Bloody Disgusting is maybe who was... Yeah, Bloody Disgusting, who was uh, part of it and the production for it and stuff like that. And had a limited release around Halloween and it made a lot of fucking money. Got a lot of hype. Uh, the hype train was going. Especially that time of year, you do a horror movie. It just struck the right chords with people, and it was it made a little good money. Good, uh, good for Terrify too. Everybody involved, it made a lot of money. So I f- wanted to see this for a while, just out of sheer curiosity. I'm not a huge fan of the original. Not to say it's uh, the worst movie. It's just it's you know it's a decent little uh, low budget horror movie. I thought uh, you know it's set on Halloween. I like things set on Halloween. I had a decent time with it. Not something that I go back to often. But the thing with this movie that actually stopped me from seeing it. Not stopped me, but like slowed down uh, my rush to seeing it. Was that it was, listen, the elephant in the room is it's, it's like two hours and 18 minutes. Okay. It's two hours and 18 minutes. I just talked in the last few episodes about three fucking, uh, two fucking movies that are three hours and ten minutes, that being Avatar and Babylon. I'm not afraid of run times, right? I'm not afraid of fucking clowns, I don't think. But, uh, but you know, when a run time is warranted, you know, we all knew Avatar was going to be long, the first one's long. Um, I think the run time uh, is well paced in that film. I think it works. I think it's pretty necessary. I didn't watch Avatar the two times I saw it, the second one, and say, like, oh, well, I don't know, maybe we cut this. Maybe maybe there's some stuff. Maybe there probably was. My point is, you got to warrant that runtime, right? So the thing with this movie, Terrifier 2, I kept seeing it's fucking two hours and 18 minutes. For me to go and, and sit in a the theater for two hours and 18 minutes, and I don't... Like I said, I didn't love the first one. So I didn't have this kind of like, I gotta see this movie. I kind of know what this movie's gonna be. Even before seeing it. Because I know what the first one is. I know what it's gonna be. It's a low-budget film. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's a, a gross-out fucking horror movie. That's its intention. Uh, I know what it's gonna be. So sitting there... I couldn't justify going. I wanted to go. I just couldn't justify it because I was like, I'm going to go. I'm not going to drag anybody to go see this because I got to see this alone. I don't know how anybody else is going to feel about it. I like to enjoy movies and not, uh, you know, think about the fact that I'm (laughs) dragging somebody else to see this. Uh, But like, so I held off. Uh, I did pick up the Blu-ray because it came out. I like to support the independent film, give them money. And I watched this film. And my expectations were moderate, right? Because I felt as I did about the first one. It's, if you like the first Terrifier, you're going to like this film. I'm not going to, if you don't like the first Terrifier or the first, if you thought the first Terrifier was okay, you might like this film a little bit better. Maybe it's, maybe it's more your cup of speed, but it's pretty much more of the same. It's a fucking bloody, violent, ridiculous, cartoonish, uh, fucking Splatterfest. That's what it is. That's what this movie is for two hours and 18 minutes. And this is the thing about, like, 
did I like it? I don't know. Um, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I hated it. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, my God, this movie is fucking terrible. I, I understand what they're trying to do, right? It's kind of dark comedy. It's It's got that, you know, there's a humor to the character of Art the Clown and stuff like that. And the fucking and what you're really watching is you're watching the gore fest that's unfolding. You're watching the fucking uh, conventional, traditional, old-fashioned makeup effects, which is great to see. Uh, some work better than others and stuff like that. But I I appreciate the the old school nature of the effects and how it's not like shitty CGI or anything like that. I appreciate that. Uh, is the movie fucking too long? That's the fucking question of the hour right because two hours and 18 minutes is is it a justified two hours and 18 minutes no no it's it's not a justified two hour and 18 minute movie because i mean did we do you need to see this for two hours and 18 minutes no i think this movie movie would have been fine an hour and 45 hour and a half i give it an hour and 50 maybe even but Two hours and 18 minutes. I mean, that's the only thing I found myself getting bored at times. I mean, like, how many, there's only so much of this you could watch. Uh, you know, is it, listen, the plot, the, the plot. It, it, there's, listen, there's some horror movies that don't have much of a plot. This is one of those horror movies. It's a fucking clown going from place to place, killing people. They give some uh, backstory on the character and the character's father and stuff like that. Is this movie. It doesn't have a lot of depth. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. I mean, like, if this is the type of movie you want to watch to be grossed out, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun Halloween movie. I get it. I mean, I'm happy for these people. They made a lot of money. They're doing good. There's going to be a third one. It got the hype train going. Uh, but yeah, not my. I don't want to say like, I I love horror. I love all horror. Uh, some obviously. I've never been much of the uh, splatter fucking guy. I mean, like, you know, or fucking torture porn. I mean, I did like, not that this is, I guess, kind of, you know, has some torturous shit. But like, you know, Saw, I liked all the Saws and stuff like that. Uh, they did get stupid after a while, you know. It was after a while, it was just like, okay, you're watching it just to see how somebody's going to get their fucking eyeball gouged out or something like that. And this is what, I mean, this is what this movie is. It's just, it's ridiculous in the fact that, like, it just is so sudden sometimes, and there's not a lot of build-up to, you know, anything. It's just, I don't think there's a lot of suspense, you know? It's just, you're this guy running in, killing, violently killing, random characters, going place to place, seemingly no motive. There may be a motive uh, revealed at a later time, but, you know, it is what it is. Listen. Uh, I don't regret watching it. I don't regret purchasing it. I'll probably watch it again at some point. I don't know when. But, yeah. It's two hours and 18 minutes of fucking bloody bloody fun. I guess you could say. Set on Halloween yet again. Fine movie. Uh, didn't kind of... Like... You know, you I try to go into a movie with no expectation sometimes. Or not, you know having the hype built up for me and stuff like that. And I kind of felt exactly how I thought I'd feel when I saw this movie. It was kind of like, all right, I think I, I think it's going to be the same thing for me because you're not going to 
as I bring up the first one, if you're not going to watch that and fucking hate that movie and love this one, I don't think you will. I mean, it's possible you could like like that one less, but as I said before, this is maybe a, a better approach, uh, you know, longer and stuff like that, but it's a silly little movie. It has its place. I mean... I don't know what else to say about the fucking movie. I'm not going to go into detail about all the fucking violent kills in the film. But it's an okay movie. It's fun. It's, it, listen, it's a low-budget film. It's a film that, like, it, you know, some of the acting is not the greatest acting in the world. It's just, but you're not, you're not expecting it. You know, you're expecting you're watching this movie to be fucking a little horror movie. Right? A little silly fucking horror movie. It's not changing the world. Um, but it's fun. For the most part. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very conflicted on this movie. Obviously, as you hear in my voice, it's like I don't know. Like I was, it's funny because this came out the same day as uh, Halloween Ends on Blu-ray, so I picked up Halloween Ends on Blu-ray, which I didn't really love. If you listen to my podcast, I kind of bashed that for a half hour. But I needed to complete the Halloween collection. I'm a big Michael Myers fan, so I needed to have that in my collection. I finished off. I watched that movie a few times. Um, still don't really like it overall, but giving it multiple watches, I think I've accepted it into the Halloween thing. I I just don't, I still don't know how I feel about it, but like, as far as like structure goes, um, you know, cause I see a lot of two, this movie got very hype, terrified too. And everybody's like, Oh, fucking art, the clown better than fucking Michael Myers. All right, first of all, let's not talk blasphemous, right? We're not going to fucking, <laughs> we're not going to compare fucking that character to that character. I don't think anybody would want to actually do that anyway. You know, Michael Myers is an iconic character. He's been around for years. I'm not going to uh, compare a character who's been around for five years to characters that have been around forever. Uh, as far as like movie goes, you know, too, a lot of people are like, oh, Terrified 2 is a better movie. Is it the better movie than Halloween Ends? I don't know. I hate to compare these two movies because they're so very different. You have a there's this second film in a series versus like what is it the fucking the final film in the series that's been going on for years and constantly rebooted and stuff like that. But like as far as like watchability of a movie, I think Halloween Ends is a little bit more approachable as a film than uh, you know this film that's just a gore fest, as I said. But I don't want to compare those two because they're two vastly different films. I think if you're a horror fan, you definitely should give Terrifier 2 a chance. Regardless, see how you feel. If you haven't seen the first one, check out the first one. It's a good, uh, uh, you'll get a good idea of what to expect. Because you're just simply getting a bigger, longer version of that. Um, My curiosity, like I'll definitely see the third one when it does come out. I think I'm curious enough to see where it's going. But not, I I, I don't want to say... Not 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 my cup of tea in a lot of ways. As far as a horror fan, I like a little bit more, a little bit more substance. But that's, that's listen, it's fine. What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. So that's basically terrified to puss in boots. Box office talk. Um, it's New Year's Eve, and I think I'm signing out soon. If uh, everybody should have a happy, safe New Year. Uh, if this is the first time you listen to the podcast, go check out the other episodes. Uh, subscribe, uh, rate, review, however the fuck that works. You can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, TikTok, Dom Solo Reels. Do some stupid videos there, sometimes movie-related. 
And yeah, thanks for listening. Have a happy and safe new year.